0: If for some reason you wanted to make a list of the most disappointing, pathetic losses for the Chicago White Sox this season, Wednesday's 6-5 loss to the Colorado Rockies would be right at the top of your list. Uh, The White Sox managed to score just seven runs in two games, and you'll never believe how many home runs they hit. Kendall Graveman rarely pitches back-to-back games, and we found out why, plus Another potential injury to the White Sox bullpen. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sacks fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Each and every day, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Uh, You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. Hey, I'm your host Nick Marowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Uh, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at nick_ggtb Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Chicago White Sox were three outs away from sweeping the Colorado Rockies and inching closer to the Minnesota Twins in the AL Central. Uh, but Kendall Graveman had other plans. The legend, Leary Garcia, made one of the most ridiculous base running mistakes of the year, and the Chicago White Sox offense could not capitalize yet again. Sox are 49-49, and right back to 500, uh, still hanging around three games uh, back in the AL Central. Uh, Folks, one of the most pathetic losses of the season. Uh, if you were not able to catch the game, it was a day game and you had hopes of maybe watching it in the evening and you saw the score and you said no way and that ruined your evening. Or, you know what, maybe I do want to watch this game. Uh, good on you. It was uh, oh, it was a sour, sour ending. Uh, Sox played with fire on Tuesday, uh, not piling the runs up when they could have. And the same thing happened Wednesday afternoon. Uh, they let Colorado stay close, and Kendall Graveman imploded in the ninth inning. Uh, we will get to all the specifics in this episode. Uh, Sacks, of course, lost six to five, uh, lost in the bottom of the ninth, uh, and it was unfortunate because we found out during uh, the game that the Minnesota Twins lost to the Brewers, so there was some ground to be gained. The Sox could have been two games back in the division if they just would have been able to hold on, uh, coming into the game on Wednesday, White Sox were 28 and 21 on the road, a third best record in the AL and sixth best in the majors. Uh, They were 16 and seven on the road since June 4th with a 131 to 73 run differential. A lot of, uh, Trade rumors continue to bounce around. I think we'll we'll be talking about this for the next few episodes. Again, the trade deadline, uh, Tuesday, August 2nd. Uh, It got me wondering, and maybe you've had this conversation uh, perhaps with yourself, with other White Sox fans, uh, co-workers, uh, family. What out there, uh, you know, what realistically out there can the Sox acquire Uh, to be an AL elite team, to match up with the Yankees, uh, with Houston. Um, I just don't see it. I I don't see what realistically the Sox can get back, uh, you know, that would put them in that conversation. We really don't have the assets. We would completely mortgage uh, any future that we do have in terms of a farm system just to maybe get into the playoffs right now. And, and I know that there are a lot of folks that are saying, well, if you just get in, you never know. Uh, but that's not how this team was supposed to be uh, built. Uh, this was a World Series or Bust team. And and right now I, I'm saying, what are you really going to give up? And what are you going to try to get just really to get into the postseason? Um, I don't know. It, it's a it's a question Rick Hahn in the front office, I'm sure, uh, had Uh, for a long period of time, and it changes on a day-to-day basis. We're going to talk about the injury to Joe Kelly, and that has maybe changed their direction. But when you really think, realistically, what can the Sox go out and get? Because they have so many holes. It's not just one or two pieces. Uh, They have holes offensively at different positions and, of course, pitching. Uh, Realistically, what can the Sox do to get them in that Yankees-Houston conversation? Uh, I, I don't think much right now. Aloy Jimenez was not in the lineup. And that's another uh, conversation uh, to have. What to do with Aloy Jimenez? We've got so many folks uh, where there's just a logjam. Aloy uh, not in the lineup. It was Grandal over Aloy. Uh, that was a choice at DH per Tony LaRussa. No day game after a night game catching for Grandal. And no Jimenez roaming uh, vast spaces of Coors outfield there are, I don't know if you have felt this, okay, but there are so many rules and regulations with this team. That's another thing. Uh, This guy needs rest for his legs and this pitcher can't pitch back-to-back games. And, you know, this stadium, uh, this player can't play in the outfield because he was never supposed to be an outfielder to begin with. And there's so many issues with this team. And uh, between Sheets and Vaughn and Aloy Grandal and you know, whether it's health or, or trying to rest, guys, for what purpose? I have no idea at this point. Like, you're, you're waiting for this great stretch that the Sox are going to go on. Every game matters right now, uh, especially in this 19-game stretch against teams that are under 500. Uh, Hopefully, eventually, we can get Aloy Jimenez into a groove, and maybe, just maybe, he could play a week straight. Uh, Some news and notes before the game. Boy, they're missing this guy. Boy, Ronaldo Lopez hasn't pitched in the last few games, and we found out he's been dealing with back soreness uh, since his last outing, and he was unavailable on Wednesday. Uh, Vince Velasquez, uh, currently on the IL for the last three weeks with a blister, said he's throwing a bullpen session Friday and getting closer uh, to return. Jake Berger made a rehab start with Charlotte uh, Wednesday night. Josh Harrison, congrats to him, reached the coveted 10 years service time milestone uh, this season. AJ Pollock and Joe Kelly are closing in and should get to uh, that milestone this season as well. Um, you know, yesterday on the episode, obviously uh, highlighted Kopech's great start and I talked about Kopek possibly heading to the bullpen if the Sox get a starter. Uh, Ethan Katz said that there were no plans for that. Uh, here's more from that statement uh, from Ethan Katz uh, regarding Michael Kopek. There's no set number of innings. We're just monitoring him. And if he's tired, uh, we know we need to pull back. If there's an opportunity to skip a start, if needed, we'll consider that. But I don't think there's a magic number of innings. From talking to the medical staff, it's kind of seeing how he's feeling and how he's doing. Just keep things within reason. Uh, Wednesday was a tough day for our White Sox, but that right there, that news uh, was very promising. I would say that was the silver lining to everything that went down on Wednesday. Uh, Great to hear uh, that from Ethan Katz. Uh, Hindsight was 2020 in Wednesday's game. If only a couple things went in a different direction offensively, Uh, but, you know, that's baseball. I'm going to tell you why the Sox gave this one away. Uh, More on that in a moment. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must have for baseball fans. Easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven day or 30 day charts. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay Deals feature. Plus, it's completely free. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free Sports Card Investor app has something for you. With the free Sports Card Investor app, you can pull out all those old cards of your favorite childhood players and see how much they are worth today. Download the Sports Card Investor app, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com/slash locked on. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd and Lockdown MLB has all the breakdowns. Locked Lockdown White Sox will have rapid reactions to any move made. Make sure you have subscribed to Lockdown White Sox on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you can get notified when each episode premieres. Let's talk some White Sox offense from Wednesday. Um So to set the stage, let's go back to Tuesday briefly. White Sox scored two runs on Tuesday night, three doubles, zero home runs in Coors Field. Uh, Left a lot of runners in scoring position and just could not capitalize. I definitely thought this would change on Wednesday. That's kind of how it's been going for the White Sox. An anemic uh, day. You know what? Maybe they'll feast on Wednesday. At least get a home run, right? Uh, coming into the game, a uh, guy to highlight, Johan Moncada had a slash line of 293, 383, 488, with 11 runs scored, five doubles, a home run, six RBIs, six walks, and 10 strikeouts over his last 10 games. And he has been definitely playing some great defense at third. Uh, If you're not going to hit home runs and score a lot of runs, you can't make mistakes on the base paths. Boy, this was a difficult uh, game here. Uh, First inning, Tim Anderson with a leadoff hit, a Sox hit into another uh, double play inning over. Uh, Third, just about the same leadoff single from Harrison and another a double play after three innings, White Sox offense in Coors Field, uh, two hits, two strikeouts, zero walks, and they hit into two double plays. Fourth inning. Finally, things get going for the White Sox. Uh, at this point, White Sox were down by three. We'll talk about Lucas Giolito's rough first inning. Uh Mancada with a one out base hit in the fourth. Then AJ Pollock with a double. Uh Boy, he has been hot, huh? Uh, runners at second and third with one out a up and he struck out you guessed it by swinging at a pitch in the dirt uh Yasmani Grandal he has also been hot as of late with a big two RBI hit it was his fourth hit of the series and the Sox were within a run it was at that point three to Colorado uh fifth inning this is where it got really interesting and uh Talk about hindsight 2020. This is the inning to think about. Uh, Liori Garcia, the legend, uh, gets on by a drop third strike. Uh, that was the type of offense that the White Sox were having on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Sebi Zavala bloops a single into short right field. And after a fielder's choice, Sox had runners at second and third with two outs. Uh, Yoan Mancata was up. And Luri Garcia gets Hicked off at third base. It was a snap throw to the catcher, to the third baseman. They got Lurie Garcia out by a mile. Now, the, the thing that's maddening, if that wasn't maddening enough, is Yohan Mancata walked there. So it was going to be bases loaded with A.J. Pollock up, who's been swinging one of the hottest sticks on the White Sox team. And Lurie Garcia gets picked off at third. Uh, what is Lurie Garcia doing? Did he forget the amount of outs? Did he forget how many people were on base? And what is Joe McEwing doing at third base? Is he not having constant contact and communication with the legend? That was absolutely infuriating. Uh, and it really, you know, it kind of set the tone. Uh, that was an opportunity to pile some runs on. And as we'll find out, the Sox needed them. Sixth inning, Jose Abreu takes advantage of a misplay in center field. He's on second base with one out. Uh, Yaz was up. He lines out to second base, and they double up Abreu. That was, again, how things were going uh, for the White Sox. Seventh inning, uh, this is where we thought maybe the Sox were going to separate themselves a little bit. Uh, Rockies had to go to the bullpen after their starter was hit by a line drive off the bat of the legend, Lurie Garcia. Uh, they brought in a lefty and Tim Anderson with a big two out base hit with runners and second and first sacks tied it up at three uh, now you got runners at the corners with Mankata up he walks bases loaded another pitching change AJ Pollock stays hot flips a single into right field two run score five three white Sox unfortunately boy this was unfortunate Sox quiet in the eighth and in the ninth final run line for the white Sox offensively of course five runs 11 hits two walks struck out seven times two extra base hits zero home runs once again in coors field and with runners in scoring position the Sox were three four seven uh, A.J. Pollock, two RBIs on the day, three RBIs in the series. Uh, Grandal with two RBIs on Wednesday. Uh, he had a good series as well. Sebi was two for four. And Mancada uh, he was one for, one for two with two uh, walks. Well, it was an ominous start for Lucas Giolito. And I'm going to tell you why Ethan Katz had no problem getting in his 10,000 steps yesterday. Uh, more on that in a moment. So Lucas Giolito has had his problems as of late. Um, His last start was not very good at all. Three innings, nine hits, six earned runs, uh, two strikeouts, and zero walks. Uh, First inning, once again, problems early for Lucas Giolito. And it just feels like here we go again as a Sox fan. Uh, Charlie Blackman with a leadoff home run for the Rockies. Uh, Chris Bryant with a double. Uh, Then a base hit scored Bryant. It's quickly 2-0 Rockies. Uh, Only one out, and Ethan Katz makes his first visit of the day. Uh, That was the theme throughout the game. Uh, And, you know, again, here we go again. Uh, Jason Benetti talking about the need for a put-away pitch for Lucas Giolito since Rockies were uh, doing damage with two strikes. And Glacius doubles, Krohn scores. It's three nothing Rockies in the first. Uh, Giolito missing spots and uh, the Rockies capitalizing. They obviously had a game plan going in. 32 pitches in the inning for Giolito. Second inning, Giolito gave up nothing. I mean, he looked like a completely different pitcher, which is kind of how things have gone for him more times than not. Gives it up in the first and then settles down. Uh, Fourth inning, Now the Sox just scored to make it three to two. Uh, And what you're hoping is that your pitcher goes out there and and has a quick inning so the offense can maybe stay hot, get the bats going once again. Uh, Well, that's what I was wondering. Can Giolito get a quick inning? Can get the Sox offense back out there? Uh, He gave up a leadoff walk. He was at 67 pitches at this point in the fourth inning. Uh, He walks the second guy. Another Ethan Katz trip to the mound. Uh, Rockies had men on first and second with nobody out. Uh, he was able to induce a ground ball, so there was a force out at second. Runners now at the corners. A Blackman up, and we know he hit that home run to lead off the first. Uh, Giolito got out of the jam with rolling a double play. It stayed a three-2 game. Uh, fifth inning. Uh, Giolito was at 103 pitches uh, and got runners uh, w- was able to get out of that jam uh, as well. Giolito's final line, five innings, six hits, three earned runs, uh, four walks, four strikeouts, a home run. His ERA sits at 5.14. He threw 104 pitches. Sixth inning, uh, Foster came in, uh, gives up a hit and a walk. First two on with nobody out for Colorado. Foster got a ground ball. Tim Anderson failed to step on second base to get the force. Uh, The Sox uh, intentionally walk the next guy to load the bases with one out. Uh, Matt Foster gets a strikeout and then got Bryant to fly out. So no damage done there. Uh, Seventh inning, of course, Ronaldo Lopez with the back issues. That might have been the spot for him. But Jose Ruiz pitches. He gives up a run uh, and leaves the inning 5-4 Sox. Eighth inning, Joe Kelly pitched in the game on Tuesday. Doesn't really happen too often where he's pitching in back-to-back games. Brings him in. uh, TLR brought Joe Kelly into the game, eighth inning. Gave up a leadoff double. Struck out Blackman. And then there was a hit-by-pitch. Bryant was up with two on and nobody out. Kelly struck him out. And then there was a big meeting at the mound because it looked like Joe Kelly got hurt striking out Bryant. Uh, yes, it looked like he did, and he was hurt. Joe Kelly left the game shaking his arm. Might be a bicep thing, might be a nerve thing. We don't know right now. Uh, Not a good sign for an already depleted bullpen. Uh, Jimmy Lambert comes in, and Colorado's crone swings at the first pitch he sees and pops out in foul territory to Tim Anderson. Uh, Thank you, Colorado, for that. Ninth inning, uh, this is where things completely fell apart. Socks are clinging to this 5-4 lead. You've got Kendall Graveman, who, again, doesn't pitch in very many back-to-back situations. Uh, He comes into the ninth because Liam Hendricks threw 27 pitches on Tuesday, and boy, can't have him pitch uh, on Wednesday. He was also going through some thin air stuff, dealing with uh, Denver's high altitude. So you had Kendall Graveman as the guy. Uh, He walks the bases loaded. You've got zero outs, of course. Colorado gets a base hit through the second base side, scores two runs, and walks off the White Sox. Uh, Sure, Sebi Savala should have caught the ball at home to tag the runner out. I mean, it would have been a close play. Who knows what would have happened there. But Graveman walked the bases loaded. Uh, When that happens, you deserve to lose. Absolutely uh, pathetic. Uh, Tough, tough loss. Uh, Sox, of course, have a off day on Thursday, and then they'll be welcoming the Oakland Athletics to the South Side uh, for a three-game series starting on Friday. And yes, the Oakland A's are under 500. If it matters at this point, uh, folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram. At Lockdown Sox, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore G-G-T-B. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, a Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app. YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski, and until next time, go socks.